All right, I'm sorry for who I'm about to be. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not. I can't I'm ready. <laughs> Sabrina. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Anubis Backwards, the podcast. I don't know why I always say the podcast when I host. I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> the podcast. The podcast. The Anubis Backwards podcast. Um, today, we're going to be recapping House of Sori, House of Hex. Um, first and foremost, I've told you, like, get your voice memos in. We are recording, like, the next... Well, this one's recorded a week before it's going to drop. The next one I think we're recording a week before it drops, and one after that we're recording a week before that drops. So like, we've got voice memos about these three. Try to try to send them our way sooner rather than later, simply because we want to hear what you have to say and not forget about it for like a month. Um, happy birthday to Alexandra Ship. Her birthday is July sixteenth. Happy birthday. Um, happy birthday to Allie. She is really killing it. I feel like she's thriving. Yes. So good for her. Um, also, I apologize now to anyone who hates hearing me talk because you get me for two weeks in a row. Hi, guys. Uh, just a quick heads up that this is actually us recording like a week after we recorded the episode you're currently listening. You're in the middle of listening to. But our good friend Livy did respond to like us about her voice memo from last week's episode. To which she said, LOL, I want to add more to my voice memo from Friday's episode. Mara could have argued that her article wasn't slander against Vera because she wrote it in good faith and she believed what she was saying was true. So, but British law doesn't reflect American law until 2013. So that's where it gets a little iffy. She could have tried to argue a legal case for why she shouldn't get expelled. But like, honestly, she'd screw herself over. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Especially like the British versus American law. Of course, like right around 2013 when would have been after yeah. this scene. So thanks, yeah. Livy. Thanks, Livy. Be my lawyer. Thanks, I can't Libby. wait till you're president one day. Legit. She's got my vote. <laughs> Lisa President's about to be a HOA stan. <laughs> and last but not this is I think one of my favorite episodes of the show. Like I, I just I feel a lot of feelings. I had a good time with this one. There's like a lot happening. It's like here are your feelings and I'm like, yes, thank you, sir. Some more, sir. so let's just get into the summary i guess um as per nor as per normal as per usual we open with an iconic intro um the episode itself opens with mr sweet expelling mara mrs andrews tells her not to worry and says there may be more to this she says she's going to have a word with mr sweet um, the exterior shot that they showed right before they go into the scene looked brand new. It looked like something we hadn't seen before. You could see the school and there was like a lamp in front of it. What? really irrelevant, but I was like, wow. A lamp? Same, same like three exterior shots. So this was exciting. We love a change of scenery. Jerome comes over. Mara says she's look, she looks for him. As Alfie comes in and begins setting up for ping pong, Mara storms off. Jerome begins to yell at Alfie and Alfie says this is the biggest match of his life. Jerome tells Alfie he's fired. I'm actually kind of surprised that Alfie just, like, completely ignored the fact that Mara was expelled. Because he's normally a pretty, like, compassionate friend, I feel like. And he was just like, huh? Like, oh, ping pong. Like, it just doesn't seem like him. I think the one thing with Alfie, though, is that he gets very, like, one-track mind-ish. Yeah. True. So I think he was just, like, so hyper-focused on, like, the ping pong pong. that he was kind of like... coach. Ping pong. But maybe he wasn't paying attention, and he was just like, now we can practice for ping pong. Didn't pick up on the social cues. Yeah. Outside, Vera's talking to Mr. Hendrick. 
She gives him some money and thanks him for quite the performance. Trudy walks by. Vera pretends to thank him for coming on short notice. When Trudy is gone, Vera calls her a busybody. The man laughs about how he's impersonating the dead man and wonders what Vera will get him doing next. I once again hate her. Especially now that she's messing with Trudy. Like, you don't mess with Trudy. Uh-uh. Trudy's just, like, vibing. Trudy walks by, and now she's all like, ah. Like, oh, I hate Trudy. No, well, we hate you. <laughs> I thought Trudy looked like she was suspicious of Vera, so I was like, yeah, go Trudy. She was kind of looking a little perplexed. She didn't look, like, she wasn't giving Vera a sus look. She just looked, like, I want to say, like, confused. Like, mm-hmm. what are you up to? But not in like a your sus kind of way, just in a what's what's happening over there way. Mrs. Andrews enters Mr. Sweet's office. He says his mind is made up. Mrs. Andrews says expelling Mara is not the answer. She tells Mr. Sweet she's going to resign because she told Mara to post to write the article. She says Vera is not to be trusted and says that because Victor likes her, Vera is untouchable. Mr. Sweet says his decision is final. I feel like every time Mrs. Andrews is on screen, I'm just like, yes queen we stand like i just love her especially like this season the season she's like i do not know I, I do not claim my actions from last season i'm going to defend the students i'm going to look out for them and we love to see it right yeah the growth is immaculate i said daphne sad face emoji because i was sad she was leaving and also yeah she calls them out everyone in this entire school is victor's bitch in for why i know i'm glad someone's saying it me too. Fabian and Nina are walking into class. Nina says she can't believe Mara got expelled. Oh, wait. I like how I forgot what color my notes are for a minute there. <laughs> Which I said, Nara? With a bunch of question marks. Oh, Nara loved this dinner. I love it for you too. Nina just can't believe that Mara got expelled because Nina's broken so many rules. <laughs> now she's scared. Nina's like, oh, I'm a goner if they catch me. Uh, Joy says she's never seen Mr. Sweet that angry and that not even Victor goes that purple. Yes, she did say purple. Why did my brain go? She said red. So. Uh, Patricia tells Eddie she hopes he's pleased with himself. Eddie says he wasn't the only one in Mr. Sweet's face all week. Patricia reminds Eddie it was his idea for Mara to go public with the article. Eddie says she wrote the article all on her own. Patricia tells him he'll warm his way out like always. Eddie thinks he's also history. Patricia tells him that she hopes... He gets expelled too. Fabian tells her that was harsh. Mara said she was the only one who wrote the article. Mrs. Andrews comes in and tells Mara and Eddie that Mr. Sweet would like to see them both. On his way out, Eddie tells Patricia she must have gotten her wish. Um, so like as soon as Eddie says, like, oh, he must have gotten your wish or whatever, Patricia's face immediately looks like a total regret. Like, oh, I shouldn't have like told him like he should get expelled, like all that stuff. Because toxin. And he says he told Mara to publish it, and that they all know, all know he's actually mad at Eddie that he shouldn't take it out on Mara. Jerome says that's the most useful thing Eddie has said. Nina and Fabian say they won't leave until he lets Mara stay. And then maybe in crumbs and Nara crumbs and like all of the crumbs. Fabian just goes, Mara's done more for this school than most of us put together. And I'm going to count this as a maybe in scene. Same Z's. Now we're at four. So Fabian needs to remember. Happy, like, I feel like we... This show's always so split up between, like, Sabuna being friends and then people not in Sabuna being friends. And this is just like a- Oh, this gave me flashbacks because they all kind of were, like, 
oh, like, if you're going to expel her, like, all of us are good. Like, didn't they say something like that? Because, like, we're all together. We all oh, yeah, like, when they were like, no, I took the key. No, I took the key. Like, yeah, it gave me flashbacks to the, the key scene in season one, which made me happy. Also, yes, Eddie, anything else for her? Um, he tells the students to get out of his office. It's too sweet. It feels like everyone else is taking responsibility for the... Pro- Mr. She messed up. Mr. Sweet says she can't continue to write for the websites, but she's not expelled. She has to write an apology. He tells her to leave before he changes his mind. Mara tells her housemates she can stay. Patricia asks about Eddie. Mara asks where he is and says she has to thank him. Um, yay, I love them all. Back at the house, Victor and Vera are in the kitchen. Vera says she thought she and Victor had an understanding. He said they couldn't have waited for the kids to solve the chemical riddle. They may have. And he says they won't know he's been in there. I'm sorry. I- that was a very awkward hug. <laughs> Why are they flirting? The phone rings and Vera answers it. The kids enter the house. Fabian says they're in the kitchen and they can't go to the tunnels. Vera comes up to Nina and she tells Nina that she has some bad news. We find out Nina's gran is in the hospital. Nina and Trudy are there visiting her and that the nurse says it's nothing serious. Oh, sad. Okay, back at the house, Patricia is pacing in her room. Biting, I don't know if she's biting her thumb or biting her nail, but she's like, but she's like a nice little, little quirk. Um, I just need to say, what the heck was she wearing? Her outfit was not it. It was this like sparkly, like pink and black striped shirt and then shorts over star tights it was just like i don't the the like sparkly shirt didn't seem to fit her like i can't i don't know why they put her in sequins it was very strange so mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all i have to say about that i did not notice patricia's outfit but i commented on joy was wearing like a belt over her sweater and i commented on that being 2012 <laughs> so many weird fashion choices in this episode <laughs> i mean i don't know if patricia was fashionable even for 2012 joy's that's true 2012 fashionable i true. feel like patricia gets better through the seasons yeah she does when she gets to season three it's like chef's kiss mm-hmm. season one not it season two sometimes it sometimes not it season two, they have her wearing a lot of like shorts over tight situation i think that was on i think that was a trend in 2012 it was but a like trend. I was doing that in like 2015 too, so it's <laughs> people it's still fine. do it now, but it's not as like. Yeah, I was wearing many pattern shirts. I would say it's like in the day. I would say it's more like the club scene, but like not the club club scene. You know what I'm talking about? You know. Yeah. Patricia says she's a terrible person. Joy asked her what she means. Patricia said she told Eddie she hope she hoped he got expelled, and now he probably is. Patricia says she doesn't want that to happen and it's all her fault. Joy tells her that's all news and that she needs to tell. Um, before Joy can say Eddie, Patricia runs out of the room. Downstairs, Mr. Sweet is telling Eddie that he's disappointed in him. He thought the school would bring up the worst in him and he was hoping he'd be wrong. Eddie tells him that it looks like he disappointed Mr. Sweet again. Mr. Sweet says Eddie is finally going to get what he wanted, that he's being sent home. And then Eddie says, one step ahead of you, Eric. Um, I'm sorry for who I'm about to be, besties. <laughs> You don't get, get ready for quotes. You get a dramatic reenacting. And I'm like, my brain is afraid I'm going to forget some of the life. What's that ahead of you, Eric? Why can't you just call me Dad? Why would I? You've never been a father to me, and you never will. Ugh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm once again trying to I like love how I've immediately forgotten all of the like lines to that scene when I said I would dramatically reenact it. It's okay, it's a lot of pressure. We're rooting for you. Okay, hold on, I'm gonna pull up the video so I can review them. You've never been a father to me and you never will. Mr. Sweet goes to leave the room, Patricia walks in and says, Mr. Sweet's your dad. Patricia's in confu- is confused because she thought Eddie trusted her. 
Um, before he can talk, she leaves the room. Wow, that was a lot happened. Sorry for who I am as a person. <laughs> like, it's just like one of my favorite scenes of the show. Especially in season two. It's a big moment. It is. And there's like a lot of emotion. There's a lot of emotions, Berkeley. Do you feel them? You would Speaking feel them of Berkeley, you... Berkeley did a great job with that scene. He did. And so well, did Paul. They were great. They were great. I just, I like this episode. I like the emotions. I like the layers. I like the backstory. It's just... Chef's kiss. <laughs> I'm trying to remember, like, did we know in advance that Eddie was Mr. Sweet's son, or did we find out this episode and we were like, We oh found my God. out this episode. Oh, damn. We need to find some old, maybe yeah. old, like, when we- But another uh, important thing uh, was discovered in this scene. Maybe not as important as finding out that uh, Eddie is Mr. Sweet's son, but. Um, we always in our in our hearts have decided that Eddie is from New Jersey, but in this scene, I noticed that there is a old license plate on his wall, and it's a New Jersey license plate. So like Eddie's from New Jersey confirmed. There's why else would he have that? <laughs> exactly, you're right, and you should say it. Um, we love New Jersey Eddie, New Jersey Eddie Sir. Um, why did I say Dumb? I think that for some reason Eddie called Mister Sweet Dumbledore. I'm sure why he did because he's the headmaster. <laughs> oh, I was really. I forgot that Dumbledore is like the headmaster in Harry Potter. Yeah. I was like, why is he just calling him Dumbledore? Like, is he calling him old? <laughs> no blame. Um, then, uh, Mr. Sweet says, oh, Eddie, you get what you wanted. And he's like, Victor's gonna convert the cellar into an arcade. Can you imagine? That would be iconic. Um, then I just said, ouch. And then after Patricia comes in and starts being dramatic, Mr. Sweet is like still being dramatic. And I'm like, bro, like the reason that Eddie's being like that now is because Patricia came in and started getting in an argument with him. <laughs> Nina and Trudy are back from the hospital. Nina is going to walk to the house by herself. And I just want to know where Trudy's living. Like, but also, like, if her job at this library was temporary, why would she move out? Like, I just, I, this is, I think it's the running joke. The running theme of this is like, where, like, Trudy, like, it's straight up like moves out of the house which i guess like if she's not employed by the school technically like she'd have to but like also if she's only leaving temporarily why did she have to because it's not like wherever she lived at um vera needed a room because vera was living up in the attic and then we know trudy lives in the house because when patricia has that nightmare in season one trudy comes running in the middle of the night so like i just i'm more frustrated about where trudy lives than anything else (laughs) we'll never know um also this shot i just thought was really pretty there's like a slow push in which is nice and it just like i don't know the lighting was really nice because it's dusk but they did a really good job like setting up the scene i don't know it was just very pretty once again irrelevant commentary (laughs) yeah oh no i didn't have anything Okay, um, as she's walking, Sankara appears. Nina refuses to help her. Nina says she doesn't even exist and begins to walk through her. Sankara tells Nina her punishment will be to punish. Yeah, this moment, it's a little bittersweet because I was like, oh my god, yeah, like, I'm so proud of her for standing up to Sankara. But I'm like, also, this is very dumb. Very, very dumb. This is a very powerful ghost spirit lady. And you're just like, no. I forgot this is how they all ended up cursed. So I'm like, yeah, go Nina. And then I'm like, oh, wait, this is how they all end up with that curse. Also, I started seeing Long Live. I think Sankara said something about pretenders. I really don't know why half my notes are the way they are, but I wrote some <laughs> <on the> pretenders. <laughs> So um, that concludes the first half of the episode. We will see you guys in a bit. We are heading into our Patreon break. Welcome back to part two of House of Story, House of Facts. We are recording on another night because we are just... I said I wanted to record in advance. I didn't say, like, how thorough I wanted to be. Also, I'm going to apologize now for any background noise. It's, like, 90-plus degrees in Wisconsin. So my fan is on because if I turn it off, I will proceed to melt into a puddle and die. We couldn't have that. The next morning, Fabian asks if Nina's okay. Nina says something weird happened last night. Elfie comes in and is excited for the ping-pong tournament. He's recording it all on his camera. And then I put Nina frowny face. (laughs) And I was 
was just like, I love Alfie vlogging. I Makes just me happy so fun. As a vlogger. I support him. He was vibing. He was living his best life. He gets in Nina's face and Nina says, Alfie is just a big kid. And Alfie begins to immediately suck his thumb. So I said rude Alfie. Don't know why. He must have been being rude according to me. Um, then he says it's waffly head. He was- he was really being in their face. Okay, I'm like, I don't know why I said that. Then he says it's waffly tense. Ha ha ha. And then I, I, Amber. I said, Wealthy sounds like waffles. <laughs> okay. Honestly, it does. It kind of does. Also, I just was laughing because as soon as Alfie, like, you know, switched into kid mode and started sucking his thumb, um, Joy started copying him and it was really funny. Loved that. It, it was so funny because it was like Patricia and Joy were like wondering what was going on. They're kind of making fun of him, but like it was just like it wasn't like we'll see later how mean some of the students can get. It wasn't like that. It was more like low key. Okay, so at school, Joy and Fabian are signing up for the ping pong game. She tells him this time she gets to pick the movie and that she knows the rules. So, according to Joy, the rules are don't talk over anything old or Egyptian. I mean, same. I'll remember that. That's yours rules, too. <laughs> Our favorite old Egyptian. Nina walks in and hears Joy telling Fabian that they had fun. Joy says she'll even get Patricia to chaperone. Fabian says maybe, and Joy leaves. And I said, Fabian, like, I know he's not intentionally leading, leading Joy on. He's just a dumb boy. But, like, Fabian, stop leading Joy on. Mm-hmm. I just... So, I know you wrote it in the notes, but, like, as I'm taking my notes, I'm like, did she literally just say she's gonna have Patricia chaperone? <laughs> yes. Wow, just imagine Patricia Nettie having to chaperone a date. Oh my god. This would end badly. Uh, right the thick. Patricia Nettie would be, like, making out in the back row, and Joy would be trying to, like, make a mood on Fabian, and Fabian would be like, help, chaperone! <laughs> no, wait, you guys know that TikTok video that's like, she's trying to fuck me! That would be this, that, like, Patricia trying to chaperone the date. <laughs> just chaos. I just put that, I think they're so cute. Like, I love Joy and Fabian's relationship, and I think Joy is genuinely trying to just be his friend now, which I appreciate, and Fabian needs to calm down and just, like, either be her friend or not be her friend. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that, like, the show really needed to try to do, is anytime like, one of them would... I don't think Fabian knew how to tell her she he just wanted to be friends until, like, the final, like, ultimatum we see in season Yeah. And, like, I just... The writers drug this relationship out for so long, and I would have liked to have seen it, like, kind of stop around this point in season two, and maybe pick up again in season three when they do get close again, and then have Baby be like, oh, no, I really don't like you, like, sorry, it wasn't just because I was with Nina or, like, Nina. Like, they just never did that, and it's like, Joy just had the four short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Baby notices Nina, and Nina tells him he's clearly too busy for her. Baby tries to tell Nina that he and Joy are just friends. Nina says it's funny because they never made it to the movies as friends or otherwise. And I just, Nina, you need to relax for 10 seconds. Just stop. You're like the overbearing girlfriend without the girlfriend part. You're just overbearing. She's so salty. And like, for what? It's not like she has ever said to Fabian she wants to go to the movies until she's mad that he's going to the movies with Joy. And they never went to the movies because all they ever do is Sabuna stuff. Like, I feel like if she said, let's go to the movies, he would have. Actually, Mara and Nick tried to get to the go to the movies and they ditched them for Sabuna stuff. That's a very good point. Yeah, oh, just she was just being very annoying in this scene. Fabian tries to explain, but Nina tells him to just forget it, forget everything. As Nina walks away, Fabian wonders, forget what? Okay, so we, as, like, long-time watchers of the show, know what's happening here. We know they're getting cursed. But I really like the way they do the curses, because, like, kind of, like, freezes on, like, who's being cursed, and, like, echoes what Nina said to curse them. And I really like it. It is cool the way they did it. Did it. Mrs. Andrews is packing up her stuff when Mara and Joy come in with a... Th- with 
presence and say it's from everyone at Anubis house. And I would just like to remind Joy that Mrs. Andrews was part of the plot to hold her hostage. So why are you being so nice, ma'am? True. <laughs> I said oops, I kind of forgot about that. Oh, very true. <laughs> so did Joy as well. I said this was sweet. I did forget that Mrs. Andrews did participate in the holding students hostage situation as Mrs. Andrews in this entire last two episodes has acted like she has never heard a student in her life and she's mad at Mr. Sweet for considering it. I mean, you're right, because I think Mrs. Andrews is one of the first ones to, like, change to turn foot, because she was actually trying to protect the students in season one, but I just think it's, like, Joy's really just been, like, LOL, forgiven and forgotten, and I'm, like, hey. Yeah, I'm like, Sweet like, like, I'd still be mad if I was her. She's, like, Mr. Sweet, like, literally kidnapped me, but it's fine. We're besties. <laughs> We're best friends now. I feel like Mr. Sweet would be the easiest one to manipulate into giving her what she wants, though. Yeah. True. Mr. Sweet comes in and the girls leave. He asks if there's anything he can say to change her mind. She says she can't stay in a school where an unhinged caretaker calls the shots and that she needs a fresh start somewhere where the children come first. Mr. Tweet tells her good luck and she tells him he'll need luck with Victor around. And I said, call Victor out! Yes, queen! She came for all the teachers and, like, as she should. Like, yeah, like, I love that Mr. Sweet didn't even try to deny anything <laughs> she said. He was just like, all right, fair. Yep, Bye. understood. Got it. <laughs> and then um, I put, damn, they would have been a ship, though. I said, yo, I ship them so much. Um, we're unsure if Mrs. Andrews is supposed to be married as her name is Mrs. Andrews. Ignore that. I, uh, Mrs. Andrews is a sweet OTP. Exactly. Plus, like, imagine how that would have been if they started dating and then, like, how does Eddie play into all that? It would just would have been really funny. Oh my gosh, it would... It would have been wait, Eddie would have been dragging like Patricia to like Well didn't Tess just post something the other day, I believe, Tess posted something about how the American version is the only version of House of the Nubis where Mr. Sweet and Mrs. Andrews aren't a thing, but they have the most chemistry or something. So apparently in all the other versions, Mr. Sweet and Miss Andrews is like a ship, like a legit ship, according to Tess. I will use that to back up further that this is a good shit. Exactly. <laughs> I support it. Um, Alright, I'm sorry for who I'm about to be. I'm sorry. I'm not. I can't I'm ready. Eddie's <laughs> in this... <laughs> I mean, for myself. Eddie's in Mr. Sweet's office. Eddie apologizes to him. Mr. Sweet tells him he won and that he spoke to Eddie's mom that morning. Eddie says he's not going back, Mr. Sweet said. He thought that's what Eddie wanted. Eddie says, yeah, when he first got there, but now there's stuff to stay for. And I, now there's stuff, my notes are, now there's stuff to stay for in all caps. Now there's stuff to stay for, again, in all caps. Now there's stuff to stay for, again, in all caps. What, but what is, what is the stuff to stay for? Is it, is it Nina? Is it- yeah! <laughs> Friendship council! This is where it went! There will be an application dropping on our social media! Uh, I'm just messing Stay with tuned. you. I'm messing with you. I know, I know yeah. it's Patricia. Yeah. It's obviously Patricia he's talking about. It's very cute. Sir? 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 It's so Sir? Adorable. My emotions? I'm still like so hardcore in my feels for these two. It's, it's like, so cute. Like, I know you guys are so sick of me like being like. I this. love it. I, I don't I know. Them. They bring me shows. Okay, so it was like they just—they bring me the joy. They give me the happy chemical. Yeah. I just. Oh. I understand. We all have our ships like that. Like you guys, listen to me go through that experience with Mick and Mara, and it's going to happen again with Joy and Jerome, and we're about to experience it with Piper and Alfie for Laura. 
love that Eddie is just now feels like at home at Anubis house. Like he's making friends. He has his romance with Patricia. Makes me happy. Also, there's a parallel to this Nancy Drew, but we don't need to do my Nancy Drew bullshit today. But the Nancy Drew podcast, please let me guest star. Thank you. <laughs> Mr. Sweet says Eddie's mom thinks he should go back to America. Eddie accuses him of talking his mom into it. He says, Mr. Sweet is always trying to wash his hands of him. Eddie says, you didn't want me then and you don't want me now, which like, run free line, baby. Eddie says he'll get out of his life again and it's fine. Eddie starts to storm out. And then I just put Eddie with a bunch of frowny faces. I just put a bunch of frowny faces. Like, okay, so Eddie, like, has known that his dad is Mr. Sweet for, like, his entire life. And I just want to know, like, how Mr. Sweet, like, got back in touch with, like, I'm guessing that he got back in touch with Eddie's mom for, like, but, like, when? When did he decide, I'm going to get back in touch with, like, my son and, like, my ex, who I just think was his ex-girlfriend, not his ex-wife, but that's a whole other egg to crack that we're not getting into tonight. Yeah. There's a lot of unanswered questions with the situation. There's, like, just a lot of unanswered questions with Mr. Sweet in general. If it's not about Eddie, it's True. about John Clark. True. About, True. I think they dated. I Okay, if we want to unpack Emily's head cannons, I think he's at least five. I think, no, 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 I think they dated, but I also think there's a significant, and I don't want to say significant, but I think there's like a substantial age gap, like seven ish years. That's very specific. What? Seven years is so specific. (laughs) Well, five didn't feel long enough, and time feels like too many, so my brain went with the number seven. All right, okay, that's logical. So I just, like, I think there's like a significant age gap between his parents. I think Mr. Sweet did spend some time in the U.S. I think he went back to the U.K. because, like, his dad is Rubicino and his dad went bonkers, but we're not going to unpack that at Canon tonight either, folks. Mr. Sweet stops him. He wants Eddie to respect him as a teacher and for better behavior in class. Eddie asks if it's a little too late for that. He says it's not, and not if Eddie is serious about staying in the school. Mr. Sweet says there's one more condition, and that's that he wants to get to know Eddie better. And Eddie says he doesn't want people to know Mr. Sweet is his dad and mr sweet says they'll find out eventually mr sweet asks if they have a deal and eddie says deal that and so to that i said okay i get like being the headmaster's kid is embarrassing but it's probably way worse when like you're the child of like the head like of the headmaster that like no one knew he had yeah yeah. So I'm like wondering more it's if it's not the fact like Mr. Sweet was his dad or if it's the fact that he's like Mr. Sweet's estranged son that he was like, no, I don't want people to know. Because for me, it would be the... Yeah. Yeah. Plus also his like, plus he also has his like bad boy reputation he's trying to keep up. So that doesn't help. So if one of my family members was estranged and they were a headmaster and I was going to the school, I'd be like, I don't want them to know simply because you nubbed out of my life when I was like four or whatever. Um. Also, the line when like Eddie shakes his hand and says, Gil Dad, I'm in a glass case of emotions. Soft emoji. Yeah, it was just, the scene was so sweet. Like, obviously it was very tense, but it ended on a high note, and they both looked like they're going to cry, and I was just very in my feels. Mm-hmm. But I just love this whole arc, this whole plot twist, whatever you want to call it. It's I very, like it. I don't know, it makes the show feel more mature. It's very well done. They're both very good actors. All their scenes play out really well, and they, like, have good chemistry, so just, like, 10 out of 10, this whole thing. I One of the things I really appreciate with this arc is that it doesn't really feel like the emotions on, like, the whole strange thing like the whole strange something something ever go away because we see it come back into play in season three when he finds out that his dad was involved with the society because it's kind of that same like i don't actually know you like vibe that we get in early yeah. season two and like i just oh i think this is one of the better arcs the show does because like they keep up with it consistently even like their good scenes there's still that like emotion in the background that's like oh you know eddie leaves the room and when he's gone mr sweet whispers to himself dad and with that, I just said, I'm emotional. Me too. Outside, Eddie runs up to Patricia. She asks him if he, she knows him. He asks if it's Eddie Miller or could it be, I don't know, Edison Sweet. Eddie shushes her and asks her to keep it a secret. 
She asks him, why should she? He says they're friends. She says she'll keep a secret, but she doesn't think they can ever be friends. Eddie asks if it's because she found out who his dad was. She says, no, it's because I found out who you are. Um, and not to start some discourse in 2021, because I know that this isn't really discourse is like in 2020, 2021, as much as it was in 2013. But that kid's last name is Miller. It's not sweet. It's literally yeah. in his file is Miller. It's Miller. And I have a lot of feelings. Um, Patricia says she can't believe he never told her. Patricia reminds him she doesn't rat people out. And he calls out to her as she starts to walk away. And I said, I like, okay, so he and Patricia really aren't that close. So, like, it makes more sense to me if, like, we look at the scene as, like, a, her avoiding her feelings and trying to find it out as to, like, not liking them and not confronting them. Because by thinking, like, oh, he kept this huge secret from me, I don't owe him my, like, feelings. Mm-hmm. Versus, like, she's just mad at him because she betrayed his trust as a friend. Yeah, I think that's definitely a good way to look it up. Because if you just look at it through the lens of, like, she's mad at him for not trusting her, like, well, I think she's overreacting. Because it's like, well, yeah, like, he really doesn't know you. Of course, he's not going to tell you, like, his deepest, darkest secret. Like, you've been treating him like crap, to be honest. Like, I know it's, like, a bantery thing. but So I, I really do think you're right that it's her masking her feelings. Also, a lot of their, like, rivalry goes on her calling him a teacher's pet. So do you think he'd want to double back and be like, I'm not a teacher's pet, Mr. Sweet, just my dad, ho, ho, ho. Like, do you think right, that would yeah. get her to back off? He's my dad! That I haven't seen since I was, like, five. Like, she's gonna be like, oh, you're a teacher's pet, teacher's pet, for all he knows. Um, the, at the ping pong game, Mr. Sweet tells, tells Jerome that the whole school's relying on him to bring the shield home. Bobby tells Jerome she thinks it's amazing what he's doing for their dad. Jerome wonders why Pop, who told Poppy about the shield and Poppy tells him it was Mara. Poppy says it looks like their dad's luck is already changing. So I had to comment that Amber did in fact make sure she was wearing a cute outfit. Also, the other ping pong team has a whole fan club. It was really funny. Also, Poppy called Jerome gerbil and Jerome called her poop and I said smiley face. <laughs> It's cute. Like, I love that that's, they have these little dumb nicknames for each other, and it's very sibling-y that he calls her poops. I think that's hilarious and very cute. In the tunnel, Victor wants to check <laughs> on how the students are progressing, and Vera tells him not to go behind her back again. At the game, Patricia is asking Amber why she gave up ping pong, and she and Nina realize she gave it up for boys. Amber says they make her lose focus. Nina tells her to grow up a little. Um, and this is where the iconic Focus Millington line comes into play, and it lives rent-free. Yeah, we say this constantly. Like, I don't think we normally keep it in the podcast always, but we are constantly, when we get on top of you, like, Focus Millington. So, so mm-hmm. I love that we finally have reached. We've said it a lot tonight, and I might try to keep them in because I think it's fun foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... We say it all the time, literally. Yeah. You'll never even know because it's always it's it's always either cut out or sometimes it's before we even hit record. So I like those nights where we go on like a twenty minute tangent before we start recording. Those are always so fun. Yeah. Nina is being very aggressive. Like I know it's so that she can curse people, but Nina really out here being uh-huh. aggressive. AF. I know it's a plot point, but like I'm like, calm down. These are your friends. <laughs> Um, also, not me shipping Amber and Giles. <laughs> like, I just want ping pong enemies to lovers. You're right. Okay, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on a minute. I don't know if the ping pong is an Olympic sport. There was that weird ping pong Olympic movie eight million years ago that I never actually saw. But like Amber and Giles both trying to go up to the Olympic ping pong team or whatever. Oh my god! And like they hate each other, but then they like <laughs> they, they, love. they fall in love. Oh my god. Love that. Yes. I feel like everyone's like, what the hell is Emily on? 
<laughs> this guy was the most iconic of minor character. Like up there, I'd say. Ben, my boy. I can't wait. We have not... a lot to unpack with Ben. We do have a lot to unpack ben. with Ben, and I really need Megan to come on for one of those episodes. The game begins. This is on the first serve. I said, what is ping pong? I only know Jamber. <laughs> also true. Here I am like, oh, Giles and Amber, but also like, this is clearly Jamber's time to shine. So back in the tunnel, Victor is approaching the music task. Victor dusts some cobwebs off before blowing into one of the horns. The tunnels shake and the ceilings begin to crack. Okay, this is like the tiniest detail I noticed because um, I kind of noticed this when they first found this this task too. So there's like a certain score that plays, like the background music, and I think it's the same tune that they're going to end up playing when they finally solve this task. I might be wrong, like I'm looking forward to con- like confirming cool. that once we see them actually complete the task, but like I think they like keep using this score in this room because it's the tune they're going to play for the song of the four so that's my little fun maybe fact i could be totally wrong but <laughs> that's fine so, okay at the game fabian asks what's going on and patricia explains amber messes up her serve and patricia says if they miss again the game is over um firstly i love patricia explaining sports to fabian and then i think patricia referred to the other team as ninjas so then i said okay alfie yes Kyle serves and the ball bounces back and forth before jerome misses and they lose at one point in this scene joy grabs eddie's arm and for why yes i saw that too it was so cute i know like it was but like what's the contact she's just like grabs his arm just like yeah they're friends now. They ate spaghetti hoagies together. They're besties! She's coming She's coming to be besties. <laughs> besties forever. Yo, my brother yesterday had a hoagie for dinner and also spaghetti for dinner, but he didn't put them together, which is tragic. Jerome quietly apologizes to his dad. Elfie says the game is boring, and Patricia says just when she thought this day couldn't get any more disappointing and calls Amber and Jerome losers. Wow, Nina tells her if she can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Immediately after she, Nina finishes saying that, Patricia can't talk um so alfie goes oh boring and then joy goes alfie and i said joy be for life and I thought patricia really is like out of pocket here she just straight up calls them losers <laughs> they are your friends ma'am nina sees sankara laughing sankara reminds her that her punishment will be to punish nina turns to fabian and says something is happening and that it has to do with sankara fabian apologizes and asks who's sankara <laughs> why did i say lmao love that because of fabian <laughs> He's like, what? I, lo- I actually really love Why did you just say LMAO? So Same. I'm about to have a great time in the next couple of episodes. <laughs> like, we're almost to Pam. I can't wait. You're Pam Like, <laughs> that's so funny, but it's so sad, but it's so funny. Um, Sinkarn blows something in Nina's direction and once again tells her her punishment will be to punish. Nina walks... Um, I didn't include this in my notes, but Nina like kind of looks like she's like falling asleep in this scene. Um, so Nina wakes up in the living room and sees Patricia and Alfie playing rock paper scissors. Um, in the dining room, they see Nina and run from her. Nina turns and sees Fabian. Fabian runs from her as well. She sees Victor upstairs and he's backing away from her. Fabian is pounding on Amber's door. Fabian tells her to leave them alone. The camera pans and we see Nina is now Sankara. I love this whole scene. This whole dream sequence. So good. Yes. And then like Nina dressed as Sankara. It was stunning. Like love this whole thing. It is good. I don't know what happened to my notes, but I was just like, oh wow, the trophy. <laughs> this is like for some reason this scene, even though it's like a dream sequence, like lives rent free in my mind of the trophy scene. <laughs> it is. Um, I also like the scene because it is cute. <laughs> I like the 
scream their best. Really like this room scene is that if we hadn't seen the show before. Oh wait, I know. Okay, but go. Yeah, no. Laura, Laura, when I went to type my note, there was just like yeah. a bullet point that was yellow with nothing I there. What so I just was like, okay, like I guess there's nothing. Okay, something happened to my note. So Victor does this like weird thing with his hands, like get away from me. And I wrote Victor's like not today Satan, but my phone autocorrected to Victor's like not today Sarah, which I thought was even funnier. <laughs> That is funny. That's all I had to say. And I love Petralby. I think in Latin, like under his breath. Yeah. It's like chanting something. Okay. One of the things I really like about this scene, though. (laughs) Not today, Sarah. I think one of the things I really like about the scene is that I think if, like, we weren't, you know, like, longtime watchers, is that, like, we wouldn't have known it was Nina and Sankara. We just, like, would have assumed, like, they were all running for Nina at first. Oh, true. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that was the end of the episode, and now it's time for Brain Cell of the Week. And I put Eddie because he, like, went in and was like, hey, Mr. Sweet, you're mad at me, not her. Like, don't suspend her. And then I also put Mrs. Andrews. Yeah. I approve of both of these. (laughs) For getting out of there? (laughs) Yeah, honestly. Yeah. And then after, so Ship of the Week, I put Petty with points to Mrs. Andrews and Mr. Sweet. And then I gave honorable mention to Jamber. Yeah, I'm going to give it yeah, to Jamber true. next week, probably. Or wait, no, there's a Petty no, kiss next okay. week, too. Sorry to Jamber that they're getting overshadowed by Petty the Abandoned Ship. But many points to Jamber, many points to Petty, and many points to Mrs. Andrews and Mr. Sweet, the OTP. Now for the game of the week. I know we just played Mad Libs last week, but, and what I wanted to do is I wanted to see if I could find Tumblr posts from, like, this episode, but your girl kind of ran out of time, so we're gonna play Mad Libs. So we are gonna play Mad Libs again. We are gonna do Mad Libs, and I still have the country loving Mad Libs set, so we're gonna do, we're gonna do Honky Tonk Cook I need an adjective, Laura. I've lost her. Oh, see, I'm behind you. Um, goofy. I, I, goofy. I, I, goofy on accident. I really keep typing goofy. I need an adjective, Brenna. Sly. I couldn't. Why does it want so many adjectives? Fun. Laura, I need an animal. Mm, a raven, please. Brenna, I need a verb ending with ing. Galloping. I need an article of clothing. Blazer. I need a vehicle. Is it for me? Mm. Um, is a horse a vehicle? I would say no. so. Um, I need a verb. That was for Brenna. I don't know why it was like verb. Ride. I typed in rub instead on accident. A place. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Anubis house. Article of clothing, plural. Uh, pants? Noun. Ping pong ball. Another noun. Oh god, stop it. Shit it again. If my app like closes for whatever reason, type of liquid, Laura. Uh, smoothie. We are done. I earned the writing solo. <laughs> okay. Oh god, why does it. Honky tonk hookup. Cowgirl seeking redneck Romeo. I'm a country cutie looking for a romance with a goofy cowboy. Give me a call if you are the interested in an outrageously sly time with a fellow redneck. Like taking fun walks in the country, riding my raven through the fields, and hitting up my favorite honky tonks for some galloping. You'll never find me without my favorite broken in blazer and sets and hat. I drive a Chevy S10 horse with an eight foot bed that never has to be made. <laughs> it's a little beat up, but I don't mind. You should 
be a real man, man's man who loves to ride and who knows his way around the Anubis house. I like, <laughs> I like, I like to cook, and so I hope you have. So I hope you can hunt. My ideal date would be a little rough around the edges. Look great in a pair of faded denim pants. Bonus points if you can grow a thick ping pong ball. If you think I sound like your kind of amulet, meet me at Tootsie's Orchard Lounge. Tootsie's Orchard or whatever. Lounge this Friday night and I'll be there the blonde with an ice cold smoothie in my hand. Yeehaw! Oh my god. <laughs> yeehaw, um, I am looking for a man that knows his way around Anubis house. If you are a man and know your way around Anubis house, please hit me up on Friday. On Friday, I am free. We should hang out on Friday. will not be at that orchard bar, though. Orchard lounge. This is so funny. Well, I have to say, we have too many personal social medias now. Someone else. All right. So that concludes our episode. Follow us on Twitter, Anubis Podcast, Instagram, TikTok, and Tumblr, Anubis Backwards Pod. Our email is AnubisBackwardsPod at gmail.com. If you have voice memos, you can submit them at anchor.fm slash AnubisBackwardsPod. And we'll see you guys next week. Sabu-boo. So much I wanted to say. The way I see it is there anyone there? Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Sabu, baby! Yeehaw!